You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel and that is not Clint. It is John uh, from John Tweet Sports uh, on Twitter. John, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing great. I'm uh, just glad to, you know, fill this box with someone a little more handsome. That's, uh, look, where all the YouTube viewers are just standing in applause right now, just united in their celebration of um, the eye candy that's on the podcast. Also, rocking the Martin's Barbecue Joint uh, T-shirt, repping the uh, repping the home, home city of uh, your boy here in Nashville. Absolutely. Martin's Barbecue, um, not a sponsor, but Pat not, Martin does not have yet. a... Not, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Wonderful barbecue in the Nashville area. Pat Martin also has a wonderful uh, barbecue book that he just released uh, that a friend of Ooh. mine did the photos for. So go out and buy it. Pat, reach out. Love to have you. Love to have you sponsor the show. Love to have you sponsor the show. We'll just get this. We'll get this thing going. Um, uh, listen, this is a podcast for Georgia fans by Georgia fans. Um, Clint, my co-host, would belabor this point right now. And so I feel I owe it to him to remind you that we are not gurus or insiders. We're going to be talking about spring practice. We're going to talk about rotation and uh, some position groups, talking about the wide receivers today, talking about the offensive line today. Uh, We're not bringing you this perspective as a guru or insider because guess what? Nobody's bringing you this perspective as a guru or insider. Kirby shows you what he wants you to see, and then he lets you write your articles and do your things and whatever. But make no mistake, you're not getting any scoop you're, you're getting what he wants to give you. And so uh, on this podcast, we just talk like fans. And so if you're here, listen on the audio side, um, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, Locked on Bulldogs, leave us a five-star rating and review, tell a friend about the show. Or if you're here on the video side over on YouTube, drop us a comment, um, hit that thumbs up, that bell. Uh, all those things help us out a tremendous amount. We're here all offseason. Uh, Clint and I are here, got great guests coming on from time to time as we do tonight. So, John, let's jump in to the spring practice because um, we talked about the quarterback rotation earlier in the week. That um, generated some buzz. People were people were noticing the quarterback rotation, to put it mildly. But that's not the only position that you see people rotating in and out. And one of the most interesting positions is wide receivers. So I think we'll start there. We we actually just said, I can't remember if it was yesterday or two days ago, we actually just said on this podcast, Kirby is blowing smoke. We are not actually that thin at wide receiver. We're not, it's not all that big of a deal how thin we are at wide receiver. Now, lo and behold, we got some guys taking reps at wide receiver, John, that's uh, a bit unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean. So there, so there are reports that came out um, that are that are valid reports uh, that an outfielder from the baseball team <laughs> has been taking some 
some practice reps at wide receiver with the Georgia. Just Ronald Acuna Jr. is out there catching catching go routes. Not not quite. But, you know, I mean, his his name is Randon, so close to Ronald uh, Jernigan. I'll um, take it. Who who is an outstanding uh, high school uh, football player. Um, apparently has been taking some reps and then and then there were reports that malachi starks who you know five-star athlete um played uh qb at jefferson uh but just an outstanding athlete has also been taking some reps wide receiver so Hmm. you know i asked i asked myself when i hear these things as a fan i kind you know you step back and you're like but what does it mean (laughs) what does (laughs) does it even mean what does it even what does it even mean? Now, listen, I think I can just I can just nip this in the bud. I don't think you're going to be seeing any outfielders on the baseball team catch any passes this fall for your def- your national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. If, um, if we see that, we should all be very, very concerned. Yes. I will allow you to freak out, Georgia fans. If that is the case, you are, you are not overblown in freaking out. No. Malachi Starks, though, you know, this is a guy that people thought might be playing a role on the defense. Like, that he might be a factor in a potential defensive role. I mean, it's not like the secondary is just swimming with proven depth. I mean, we do have some guys. But you got guys like Tyke Smith still out, still missing time. Um, and obviously you lose a bunch of guys in that. You lose some guys in that secondary. I won't say a bunch of guys, but you do lose some guys in that secondary, Darion Kendrick, Lewisine, uh, et cetera. And so w- what do you make of Malachi Starks getting time in the spring at wide receiver? What does it mean for wide receiver? What does it mean for Malachi Starks, John? Yeah. Listen, uh, I I think – so I think if if – if folks want to go back and watch Malachi Stark's high school highlights, you will see nothing but speed and athleticism all over that field. We um, talked about you, it you, at length when we broke him down at, on this. Yeah. At length. And you and you put him, you know, you you put together he's also, you know, six one, um, two hundred and something pounds. I mean, it it's one it's a situation for me where you're in spring practice. You're an early enrollee. Um, I actually really like it. I, I don't know that there's mm. anything to be made of it, um, but I really like the idea of giving these guys looks at positions, you know, uh, on the other side of the ball from where where folks thought they might end up playing, especially somebody like Malachi Starks. There is nothing that says in 2022 uh, that you can't have a guy that you can put into a situation in high-powered offenses that's just an athlete and put him on the field with guys like A.D. Mitchell and Ladd McConkey and Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert. And, I mean, you throw an athlete like Malachi Starks out there, and, I mean, what – you know, it's I, – I just think it's interesting. I don't know that it, there's anything to be made of it other than I, I think you have a guy that that's, that is that talented. If you could find a way to get him into a uh, uh, a package, as we <laughs> like mm. to say – uh, mm. On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Uh, especially uh, in a you know a defense um, that Georgia runs that is very complex. Um, mm. 
if if you want to get a guy, an athlete on the field early, um, this could be a good way to do it. Yeah, you certainly don't want to stunt the kid's development. Um, no. But then again, who are we to say we're not looking at him every day in practice? We don't know what this kid's development. Last time I checked, the the leading wide receiver returning to the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Like the Kansas City Chiefs' best returning wide receiver. He was recruited and started his career at Georgia as a defensive bat. That that, that guy. That's the guy we're talking about. Go. And so it's go. not like it's unheard of that this would happen. Now, do uh, you or I project that to be Malachi Stark's future? No, I don't think either of us do. I think he's got too much no. talent back there in a safety role or something something to, to that effect. But to your point, if you can – without – without impeding his ability to learn the defense and integrate himself into practice on that side of the ball, if you can get him on the field in 2022, when you mm-hmm. still have Christopher Smith, when you still have a Tyke Smith, when you still have a William Poole, when you still have all these guys who are yeah. just fine and ready to play, then um, nobody's going to blink an eye if uh, Todd Monk and Kirby Smart find a way to utilize this kid. Uh, all right. We're going to come back and we're going to shift gears. We're going to be, talk about the offensive line because this is a position group that really has some battles. But before we do that, want to let you know about the fine folks over at Stat Hero. It's March Madness time, John. The final four, who you got? Give us a give us a real quick both games, national champion. Who you got, John? Duke, North Carolina meeting for the first time in tournament unbelievable. history. We, unbelievable. I mean, how is that? If you're a basketball fan, how it's unbelievable. How is that a real stat? I, that's, I, I still don't believe that's real. I, you know, um, Coach K is going to have the, the, the refs, you know, home cooking. So we already, that's already been. You know, that's right. <laughs> this is um, the Nick Saban of college basketball. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I'm, I'm going to have to go with, uh, for that reason, I'm going to have to go with Duke and Kansas. Uh, and I Oof. think uh, I think Kansas is going to win it in the end. Let's hope so. That's let's my, hope. That's my thing. Let's hope so. Listen, uh, Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums. This is a perfect way to watch the Final Four. It pits star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Focus on the players that you know best in the format that you like. Uh, don't rely on choosing big spreads or long odds or funky props. Uh, this single game pick'em has dozens of lines that you can comb through to take your to find your perfect head-to-head matchup. Sign up for free today, right now at stathero.com/lockedon, and use that promo code for a 100% deposit match. That's a 100% deposit match. On your first deposit, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Also, want to let you know about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. They come in a wide variety of delicious flavors, all of which can be found at builtbar.com all of which are keto approved if that's the the diet that you are find yourself on at this point in your life. Tease and peace to you, but enjoy a built bar. 
They're all high in protein. They're all high in fiber. They're all low in sugar. Put one in your desk drawer. Put one in your glove compartment when you're taking the kids to soccer or when you get called into that afternoon meeting. Built Bar is the thing to reach for. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Clint and I both love them. We've tried all the flavors, and all of them can be found at BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15 for a 15% off your first order. That's one box, two boxes, 100 boxes of Built Bars, 15% off your entire first order at BuiltBar.com when you use the promo code LOCKEDON15. All right, John. Offensive line. Um, break down this current UGA offensive line situation uh, for us. Just give the listener who maybe, you know, yeah. obviously hasn't been checked in in the offseason. Uh, Jamari Sawyer is kind of the big name that is that is is moved on. But where does Georgia stand in terms of the rest of the offensive line moving into the spring? Yeah, so you had you had two big losses on that offensive line. You had Jamari Sawyer and you had uh, Justin Schaefer that moved on to the NFL. You have Tate Ratledge, who started last year as a starter in game. That's one. right, game and, one uh, on the first, on the first play of the season, first play of the game. Um, had a uh, foot injury that um, is a is a mid foot injury, which um, for any normal person uh, after that surgery that he had is going to take six to 12 months to get back to normal you can only imagine a guy of his size yeah i was gonna say is tate ratledge a normal person is this what (laughs) we're describing here no no so uh so it it, so it's gonna be a little bit for tate to get back and so he's out for the spring so um so that's three you know guys that that if you look at the two that got in the nfl if you look at tate if he if he was healthy for the spring he'd probably be in this rotation so you're looking at really across the front you're looking at broderick jones who made some starts last year played big in the national championship you're looking at uh you're looking at um at uh xavier trust xavier trust i I said his first name and i forgot it cedric grandpran warren erickson um, and Warren McClendon are, are the way that kind of Georgia has kind of started across that offensive line. These are all guys that have very uh, varied experience in the program, but they all have experience in the program. These are, these are highly recruited, very talented guys. You have Erickson and McClendon um, and Van Pran who played a lot. Of they played ball. a lot. That's a lot a of lot. experience. A yes. lot of experience on that side. And then you have Broderick Jones, who played a lot last year. Uh, a lot of and, meaningful snaps. Meaningful. Very that's meaningful. Yeah. Absolutely. He, they Georgia put a Broderick Jones in the game last year in situations where they needed to win the game, where they were situations where the offensive line was getting beat, and they plug him in to actually stop a situation from happening. Um, and he rose to the occasion. So when you look at that lineup, really for me, you know, I think Broderick Jones, uh, you know, I, I we can talk about how we think, you know, maybe they're going to line up. But I think in the spring, I think you have to look at Broderick Jones, Van Pran, Erickson McClendon as kind of staples. Then you have that left guard situation where there's been some, you know, some rotation and, and some competition. Well, what's happening, sure. as happens every spring, is now that competition is growing beyond that one spot where you thought like, well, here's a little question mark, and these other guys are probably solid. 
now you're starting to see some guys make you know make some push for some playing time and make some push uh, to get into the rotation. So it's let's it's gonna take. Be interesting to it will be. It, it will be. And um, in case you didn't watch the quarterbacks episode, yeah. l- let us remind you: no one is a starter on this team. There's no starters on the team. That's not just rhetoric. That the coaching staff actually believes that, whether you believe them or not, they are all competing for jobs right now. And so that's, that's the way that it is. I think what real quick, I think what listeners need to understand about the Georgia program is every coach and every person on the support staff are competing for jobs. Kirby runs a program that is built on competition. Because yes. if Kirby Smart believes one thing, he believes that competition makes everyone better and makes everyone rise to the occasion. And so Jalen um, Carter is a dang near lock to be a top 10 NFL draft pick next year. And he is not guaranteed. He is competing for a starting job. And again, I know you're listening to this, some of you, and you don't believe that. You just simply don't believe me when I say that. But that's, you better just get on board because that's the way that it is. All right. Let's talk about. In the next segment, let's talk about some of these, some new names that might that might break into this competition. But let's just stick with these names that we've got right here, John. And I don't want you to say who is most likely to start. I okay. what I want you to say is of the names that we mentioned, and let's just go back over them. We got Broderick Jones, we got Cedric Van Pran, we got Warren Erickson, we got uh, Warren McClendon. These those four names, those four dudes. Mm-hmm. Who is the best offensive lineman of the four? Who's the guy that that not necessarily you think is most likely to start, but the guy you want to start, the guy you want to see in there, the guy who gives you the most confidence? Yep. Yeah. I, is who is it? Oh, oh that's what I'm me, asking. I'm asking yeah. you. <laughs> You're asking me now. Okay. I'm asking we you rolling, this question. Thought we were rolling into the other segment. We were gonna ask yeah. that in the next segment. Uh yeah. for me, I mean, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that guy and say Broderick Jones. Like I, I it's it's tough between Cedric Van Pran and Broderick Jones, but both of those guys, uh I'll go with Broderick Jones just because I think his his uh he is an absolute uh he has the potential to be an absolute dominant force at left tackle which is one of the most critical positions on the entire field um Cedric Grandpran is is probably the the best of the of the group in terms of the total uh offense he might line. be yeah end of his yeah. career who was a better center at Georgia Cedric Grandpran or Trey Hill mm, I think it's going to be Cedric Ooh. See, that should, Trey, be, that should make you excited. And, and Trey Hill was excited. Trey Hill was very good. Yeah. Pretty darn uh, pretty darn successful. Uh, Georgia fans know that well. All right, we're coming back. We're going to talk about new names who might break into the rotation. Who are the guys that are pushing these guys? Who are some of the new faces that we might see? Certainly on the field on G-Day, we're going to see plenty of them. But who might we even see moving into the fall? But first, I want to tell you about Rock Auto, Rock Auto is your online auto parts superstore. Why would you go to a big box big box auto parts store where they carry one variety 
of some of the parts that your car might need when instead you can just simply log on to rockauto.com and have access to the entire warehouse that the kid behind the counter types into his little computer and tries to say, I'm going to find your part at the warehouse. You can find the part at the warehouse. Do you understand? And then you could just have them mail you that part right to your house. They have and, you don't have to deal with, and you don't have to deal with the kid. The kid with the fake little mustache, the little he can't quite grow it yet. It's not quite. All right, listen, rockauto.com, uh, every part your car will ever need, What, no matter the make, no matter the model, no matter the year, whether it's interior, exterior, mechanical, or cosmetic, rockauto.com has it, and they have it at a reliably low price. Go to rockauto.com right now from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Get your auto parts shipped directly to your house. Save time, save money. And uh, while you're there, put locked on in the how did you hear about it section. It lets them know that we sent you and it, it assures that you will get the exact right part that your car needs at a at the most reliably low price that there is. Rockauto.com, your auto parts experts. All right, John. Now the new segment. Now we're back and I ask you, <clears throat> we've got those, those names. Some of them names we've been seeing for years, right? Who are some of the new faces? Now, obviously we hope that Tate Rattledge will be back in the fall. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what it will look like to be coming back from this injury. Don't know if he will have lost a step. Don't know where he's at. He certainly is not guaranteed a spot. As we've said, no one's guaranteed a spot. But who are some of the faces besides him that we might see entering into the mix competing for what looks like there's certainly one spot up for grabs, as you said. But then, as you said in the first segment, it seems as though there could be even multiple spots up for grabs. Who are some of these guys that Georgia fans need yeah. to watch out for? Well, I think the the first one is is a name that that folks have heard and probably uh, are longing to see in this lineup is is a guy named Amarius Mims, um, who uh, who I stood hmm. in an elevator in Charlotte besides Amer beside Amarius Mims, and uh, he was the absolute largest human being I've ever been in the presence of. I'm uh, telling you, six seven three thirty at the Arkansas game with Asher. Yeah. And the dog walk is coming by. And all Asher wants is to see Jordan Davis. It's all he's there for. It's the only yeah. thing he wants in his life. And and we're standing there and we're waiting and we're waiting. And this very nice trombone player was kind enough to scoot over to the side so that my son could see as they're coming through in the dog walk. And Jordan Davis goes by and we're, you know, he's freaking out and everything's awesome or whatever. And then Amarius Mims walks by. And <laughs> And Asher turns around and looks at me and goes, Dad, but who was that? But who was that guy? Because, yes. because he makes Jordan Davis look like a normal-sized human person. It's, That's it's, who Amarius Mims is. It's just insane. So Amarius Mims, uh, five-star class of 2021, an absolute, not only a, a mountain of a man, but an absolute gifted athlete so um i think amarius mims is going to push for uh for one of the tackle spots um we'll see you know we'll we'll see how it shakes out he's been limited a little bit in spring practice uh been in the concussion protocol um hmm. a little bit but but i think that's a name that you got to watch um two names that surfaced this week through um through some reports you know that i think we can 
you know, you, you can take some of those with a grain of salt, but I do believe, uh, I do believe the, that they're valid um, is a guy named Devin Willock, who, um, mm-hmm. who actually is a redshirt sophomore. Um, he's been, oh, he's been around. Um, he's been around yeah. for a minute. Yep. He's been around for a while. He, he was actually a, uh, a three-star coming out of three high star school. Yeah. yeah. Didn't get a lot of pub, but, but, uh, but Georgia, Matt Luke went up and got him out of New Jersey and, um, and it, you know, I heard this week that he's been getting reps um, at guard, um, and then a then a kid named Micah Morris, um, who also you know uh, is a very very talented kid, class of twenty twenty one kid. Um, he has been getting uh, reps at guard as well. So I think the guard positions, you know, um, are certainly not solidified um, at this point. Um, I think Devin Willock and Micah Morris are two names uh, to watch. And again, you know, spring practice, uh, as you mentioned earlier, everything's every every position is a competition. So it's 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 all up for grabs. Um, what I love is that uh, um, guys like uh, Marius Mims and Devin Willock, some of these guys, you know, have uh, there's been some quotes out there about they they understand the position that they are in at the University of Georgia and mm-hmm. their uh their only approach is to be the absolute best player and play to the standard um and then what happens happens so uh it'll be interesting to watch i think the guard positions are 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 where you know need to really lean in and, um and then um, i mean when that guy's healthy and can and can fight for a spot in that rotation uh, you better look out. I don't. I don't. I don't see how Georgia. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to keep that guy off of that offensive line this year. Um, I think most likely uh, you you probably you know may see him do what Broderick Jones did this past season, where you're in a situation where you got a guy getting beat, and all of a sudden Amarius Mims gets plugged into the gets plugged into the line. Um, could be his situation this year. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. A um, couple things jump out as I'm listening to you talk. Um, don't, number one, don't act like three stars on the offensive line should surprise anyone. All right, Mm-mm. Solomon Kenley would have you remember that he was a three star kid, under recruited. Nobody wanted him. Overweight. Ask the Miami Dolphins if uh, Solomon Kenley can play any football. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is people get antsy for these kids to play, you know, you get your Broderick Joneses, your Marius Mims. Um, there's plenty of five-star talent, especially at the tackle position on this offensive line. But, um, here's what these kids know because Kirby does a great job of telling them this and they, they've seen it now they've seen it bear bear out year after year they know you don't have to be a three four-year starter at georgia to get drafted in the nfl you understand like that's not how it works nope if you go out and play really well your junior or senior year and that's it that's all the tape you got guess what nfl scouts are still going to line up and drool over you Ask Trayvon Walker how that works, where you don't get that many reps early in your career, but then all of a sudden, ask Devontae Wyatt what it looks like to be a bit of a late bloomer 
on mm-hmm. on the defensive line side of the ball, but still be a high NFL draft pick. Uh, guys know that you don't have to be – it's just gone are the days of like coming in, starting as a freshman, and then yeah. playing three years and then going to the NFL. That's just not what you need to do. Kirby had a great quote. Um, he was asked this question uh, about how do you – recruit guys knowing that there's all this talent on your team and um he was asked this question in the heading uh up to the college football playoff and there's there's clips of it on twitter that you can find his answer was i've never had an nfl scout uh gm ever ask me about how many snaps the kid played in year one or two they've never asked me about playing time they've never asked me about uh uh you know who they who they beat out for a position when they were a freshman. Uh, he said they always we always talk about what kind of player they are in year three, and so yeah. when you look at these guys, uh, I think year three and three and four um, are critical. And, and Kirby's done a great job of of proving that, and will prove it in a big way in this NFL draft. Um, and so yeah, so 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 that's what you, that's what I love about this program. I mean, I, it's a great. Great time to be a Georgia fan because you're in a situation where you got a lot of talent and you got a lot of guys who are like, you know what? It's fine. I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna battle, I'm gonna compete, but I know I, I'm 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 playing the long game here because I've seen it pay off. And that's a that's a fantastic position to be in. And now let me go the other way on you, away from the five star talent. And let me just say this as as we end the podcast today. It, it it's not every time, but John, if you, you can attest to this. As you think back across years and years, you notice something interesting when you really start to pay attention to recruiting rankings and playing time at Georgia. And that is Georgia doesn't get many three-star kids. You understand? Like, that's not – Georgia Tech doesn't get many three-star kids either. It's mostly one and two stars. But Georgia doesn't get many three-star kids. They don't take many. There's like two or three per class. But it's very rare that Georgia signs a three-star kid and that kid doesn't eventually play. I'm just, it's almost as if the coaches like that kid. (laughs) And they say, you know what? I think this, I think this one can play. I think this one's got some talent. It's almost as if. The coaches don't care about your stars. Hmm. Almost. Hmm. Almost as if if you can play ball, they're going to find you. So if you're surprised to hear that Devin Willock is in the rotation, he's getting looks at guard, I just don't think you've been paying attention. Because when Georgia goes outside as a three-star guard, when they got four or five-star offensive line talent coming in by the drove, when they make a point to go out and sign this kid, it means there's something about this kid they really like. And so maybe we should pay attention. All right. Uh, speaking of paying attention, uh, we're, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. We got a whole nother episode, and we're talking about G-Day. G-Day is just over a week away, and we're going to be talking about what are we looking forward to seeing at G-Day. I hope you will join us um, uh, here on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, your team every day. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.